This Wellness Couch podcast brought to you by our brand new Facebook group called The Wellness Couch Tribe. Come join us and chat about any episode at any time. Keep up to date with all our events and connect with a like-minded group of wellness enthusiasts just like you. To join The Wellness Couch Tribe, simply search for The Wellness Couch Tribe on Facebook. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. It's time to kick your shoes off, put your heels up, and listen to how to live your best barefoot lifestyle with your host, the barefoot podiatrist, Paul Thompson. Hello, and welcome back to the Barefoot Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Thompson. And this week, I've had a lot of people asking me about hypermobility. So, hypermobility... It's basically when you're too flexible or the joints are too loose. So it might appear as uh, for someone who's like double jointed or yeah, it may just seem really flexible or unstable through joints. But it's basically a collagen condition, which is the glue between the joints that help keep everything nice and tight. Um, There can be a problem with that which can cause too much mobility in those joints, which can lead to issues. So a lot of common um, painful symptoms for people with hypermobility can be around the feet, the ankles, the knees, the hips, even the back. So a lot of the the joints where we need stability, um, they can start to become, become quite painful. Now, it's thought that hypermobility is generally inherited, so it's something that's passed down um, through our genes. So for some people, it may just present as being a little bit more flexible than others. For other people, it's um, quite severe and, and can be quite, quite an issue. So from a barefoot point of view, where does this leave us? So, like I mentioned, I get a lot of people asking me questions about joint hypermobility. Generally, it's to do with pain, um, is what's triggering the questions, so people who are in pain, which we'll go through in a minute. But it's important to note that just because you have hypermobile joints doesn't necessarily mean you are going to get pain or, or have an injury. So, you know, it comes back to how we're moving how our body's um, creating stability around those joints. So, yeah, people who are in pain um, are the ones that tend to to reach out for some advice. But one of the big questions I get is around orthotics, especially with foot pain, ankle pain, uh, knee pain. You know, are orthotics something that we need uh, to help with hypermobile joints? And commonly that's, the go-to treatment method with with a lot of other practitioners. But what I'm finding clinically is that trying to retrain movement patterns and strengthen um, the joints and teach people how to align and centrate their joints can be just as powerful or more powerful long-term than using an artificial support. Now, for some people, though, an artificial support like an orthotic may be a fantastic crutch 
to help through a painful situation, especially if you're quite an active person, you've got really hypermobile joints, then orthotics can be a useful tool at certain times. But just because you have hypermobile joints, in my opinion, doesn't mean that you automatically need an orthotic to hold your hypermobile foot in place. What I believe you really need is to learn how to strengthen the foot, how to stabilize the foot, how to get the hips helping to stabilize um, that pattern as well, which we've spoken about in the past about um, patterns and movement patterns, especially with maintaining a healthy arch in previous episodes. But it's the same thing. It's We need to be developing these healthy patterns and the awareness of, and proprioception around where our joints should be in space to really maintain healthy joints and, and protect those joints. So just because the collagen may be weak, it doesn't mean that the, the muscles around that can't help to support the joint. You still may need to be more careful and pick sports um, that are more appropriate for your body and, and where you're at, but it, it doesn't mean that you need to um, live in an orthotic. Hypermobile joints in the foot can generally mean the foot and the arch collapses inwards more because all the joints are loose in the foot. It may also mean that the propulsion phase, so as you go to load your foot to like go into a single leg type phase to step forward and propel off that foot, the joints won't be as stable. So you're generally a bit less efficient. The foot's rolling in and unlocked. And like again, we've mentioned in the past, you need a locked, rigid, stable foot for really efficient propulsion. So rather than using an orthotic, another option can be that we start to retrain the foot and the muscles in the foot to create more stability, to help with an active propulsion through gait. The ankle, same thing. We want to create nice, strong muscles around that, create better reaction times so the muscles start to react and fire faster to protect that ankle whilst also holding it in good alignment. Now, the knee can be a tricky one with uh, hypermobile joints. A lot of people with hypermobile joints tend to hyperextend their knees. So one of the symptoms of being hypermobile is that your knees might extend, hyperextend up to about 10 degrees past where it should go to. So it means if you stand up straight and lock your knees, where most people's knees would lock in a straight position, Hypermobile people can tend to lock their knees back past, so it actually like bows backwards a little bit, um, which is clearly not a healthy position for the knees, especially when walking, you're putting a lot of pressure through the knees and using the knee as part of the propulsion phase, like a, it's like a hinge that's working in the wrong way, which can become really detrimental to the knee over time. Now, this is the tricky bit, right? Because when we start putting hypermobile people in an orthotic, then we generally need 
a more rigid supportive shoe. Most rigid supportive shoes are going to have some type of raised heel, you know, anywhere from a centimeter and higher. Now, a raised heel, what we know about that from a functional movement point of view is that it causes the knee to hyperextend during um, stance and during the propulsion phase of walking. So you're more inclined to lock your knee out when walking when there's a raised heel. That's because our center of gravity is pushed forward. We're generally tilting our hips to compensate for that and taking them out of their centrated position. So it's almost counterintuitive using an orthotic um, to protect the knee in a hypermobile person because of the position we're putting that person in whilst trying to support them. We're almost encouraging the knee to hyperextend even further. So that's where I find trying to work on patterns and building healthy movements from the ground up, strengthening the feet, strengthening the hips, working on movement patterns that reconnect the hips and the feet, that are low impact, they're used with minimal weight to begin with, so we're really just training a pattern. To begin with, it's less about strengthening, as much as we still do need strength to hold stuff in place, it's more about teaching the brain how to move those body parts together with control, with good motor control, um, that, that we can build on. Okay, so we need those foundation movement patterns before we start building the strength around that. Sometimes with hypermobile people, I'll find parts of their body. So even though they're really flexible and, and you know really bendy and joints are loose and they're double jointed, parts of the body can actually be quite tight. So they might find that they're hamstrings are really tight or their hip flexors are tight and that can be for a few reasons but one of the reasons that I find it can occur is it's like the body's way of trying to protect the joints in that area so it's almost like the body through neural pathways neuromuscular pathways almost jams up that muscle and shortens it to rein in that movement to try and protect um, the person from getting hurt. So it's less about stretching, I find, with those people and more about creating stability and strength around um, those movement patterns that we find that the the tight kind of stiff muscles can start to let go as they feel safer and, and as the body trusts that you're moving safely, it starts to give you more flexibility through those locked-up tight joints. And the reason I know this is um, I'm definitely more on the hypermobile side myself. So I do have um, thumbs that are double-jointed and um, fingertips can be a little bit bendier than than some. Knees can lock out a bit more easily than others. Um, you know, some common symptoms of being more hypermobile, but I also find that I get quite stiff, especially around the hips um, and the calves. And it's I find it's my body's way of trying to protect myself and the more effort I put into building um, strength and stability around my movement patterns and my core and my hips, then I start to get more flexible. Oh, not more flexible. I start to get more, feel that tension in those areas let go. Okay, so it's almost like my little stability muscles are working too hard to keep me stable. But 
as I build that strength and stability, then the stability muscles can let go and just go back to doing what they're doing rather than being overactive and creating that stiffness and tightness. Which brings me to the next issue that happens with hypermobile people, which is hip issues and lower back issues. So as much as an orthotic and these artificial supports can seem to pull your foot up into a good position, which may seem like it's pulling the knee out into a nice position and and potentially derotating the hip, you're not creating any stability or um, solidifying any movement patterns by doing that. Now, like I mentioned earlier, there can be a, a time and place for orthotics with hypermobile people, but I find it's more about controlling your movement. So how do you test if you have hypermobile joints? It's some visual tests that we look for. And a couple of those can be, like number one, if you, you are double-jointed, can be a sign. Um, knees or elbows that bend um, over 10 degree or around 10 degrees past where they should. So if you put your elbow straight, the elbow almost seems to have a bit of a bend in the wrong way. Same as the knees, they might start to bow a bit further than they should. Um, and another common like sign of being hypermobile is being able to stand with your feet flat on the ground and bending forward to touch your toes and being able to put your palms flat on the floor. Now, these are just some, some simple kind of screening tests or tools that we can use. Um, but if you think you may be hypermobile, then go and see a practitioner, get checked, get tested because, yeah, there's, there's more... Um, tests and screening things we can do to to see whether you are or aren't hypermobile. But the key then is how you deal with it if you are because it is something that you, you kind of have. It is part of you. And I did a had a chat with Helen Patteron um, some time ago on one of the previous podcasts where we did briefly mention um, hypermobile joints and potential foods that may help with building and strengthening collagen. So feel free to check that out. But from a movement point of view, it's more about maintaining that stability. So it's working on good core control, working on breathing patterns. So deep diaphragmatic breathing to help stabilize your core, then working on good um, hip foundations so learn so you know obviously like some strengthening of the hips but more importantly learning to move your hips while stabilizing your core through all different types of movements and once you strengthen those patterns then starting to load that up to build more strength around those patterns as well as the foot it's building some some foundation muscles to to strengthen the foot and help hold the foot in a good position but it's also working on patterns that strengthen the connection between the hip and the foot and the core so that everything's working together. Okay, it's, it's one big system we're working with. It's not individual parts. And that's where a lot of people get confused, where a lot of practitioners get a bit confused. And it can be really overwhelming because you know, it's fairly easy to look at one part and try and strengthen that part. But... 
what really works and what we really need to start looking at and thinking about when we're retraining these patterns is that it is one big system. Everything is connected in our body and we need to look at how all these patterns of how we're moving and in particular I like to look at gait or walking patterns because it's something we do every day and I find that like walking is really complicated. It's a really, really complicated movement that we take for granted. All too often we just you know, we just do it. We walk around and it's like, well, we can walk. But not many of us walk well. And I truly believe a lot of our you know, if you look at the underlying issue for a lot of aches and pains that people are getting, comes back to the wear and tear that's happening day in, day out, just through walking. And then over time as those occurs, you know, you may go to to play your sport or you you're doing something that may not be walking and hurt something. And that's the problem where a lot of people don't then link the pain with their walking pattern. But I can guarantee that, you know, for many of you, the underlying problem you're having is how you are walking. Okay, and for hypermobile people, walking can be a really big issue. Because every step that you're taking can be unstable. Joints are out of their centration, so they're not in alignment. They're not in their optimal position. So that can cause more wear and tear on the joints. It can cause um, muscles that help that um, movement or those joints in alignment are working harder or other muscles are kicking in to help out, which then causes overactive muscles um, that shouldn't be. Like I mentioned earlier, the... Muscles can lock up and tendons can tighten up as a way of trying to protect you. So that can change the way you're moving too and cause different types of tendonitis and other issues. So, you know, we really need to start looking at how we're walking um, and how we're moving and start fixing those patterns. And for hypermobile people, um, that's just like really important. It's, it's even more important because, you know, our body needs stability to move and to be efficient. And unfortunately, for people with hypermobility, there's a little bit less stability because of that collagen issue. So it's more important that we, we train that stability you know, and maintain it. And it doesn't have to be super hard. It doesn't have to take you know, hours and hours every day, but it's just a matter of checking back in regularly and, and maintaining um, those good healthy patterns that, that your body needs to move well with stability. Okay, so hopefully that helps clear up a little bit of the some of the questions I've had around hypermobility this last um, yeah, few weeks. And you know, if you have any other questions, feel free to uh, yeah reach out. Let me know. I try and trying to get back to people. There's been a lot of a lot of emails, a lot of uh, messages on Instagram. So if I haven't got back to you yet, I apologise, but I am working through it. But yeah, I really hope that does help with. Um, the people who have had those hypermobility questions, that it is a collagen issue. You know, it is not the easiest thing to cure. It's not like a, you, know, you can take some magic pill and get rid of that, you know, excess flexibility. But it's definitely something that can be worked through to build more stability um, around those um, hypermobile, you know, loose joints. 
if you're having pain with your hypermobility, then you know, see your practitioner, you still need to get these issues treated and diagnosed properly um, to make sure there's yeah, not a, a, a serious injury that you've you've done and you know, have it treated. But you should be starting to think to like stop that from happening again of you know how you can start to stabilize those joints. So if you're getting heel pain, if you're getting ankle pain, knee pain, back pain, you know, make sure you get the area treated and and checked properly by a professional. And then one, you know, as that pain's resolving and you know, you're starting to get more comfort around that ache or pain or injury, then it's time to start building those patterns. And for certain conditions, depending on what it is and where it is, you can still build some of these patterns. We'll start working through some some stability patterns um, while injured, just depending on where it is. And but there's some drills that we can get you to start doing, um, depending on yeah where your pain is. We can work on building stability and um, control around other areas that aren't going to impact the condition or pain that you're having. But yeah, make sure you see someone who understands functional movement, functional walking patterns. Um, to really start getting out on top of these issues, really start to to learn how your body moves, like what your body is doing um, when you're moving, and work out a plan and some methods um, around how you can best protect your body from from more injuries or prevent them from from an injury if you haven't been injured or not in pain, as well as some footwear advice. You know, if you're hypermobile, then yeah, you need to be really wary about the heels in shoes because it's going to change the stability even further around your hips. Going to change the stability around your ankle. Like one of the most unstable positions of the ankle is in a plantar flex position, which is the when your toes are pointing like down, basically. So like a high heel, that's a plantar flex position, and that's one of the most unstable positions our ankle can be in. Um, and if you have hypermobility, it's even less stable. So, you know, just starting to learn some different features in shoes that may make that condition you have even worse and put you at higher risk of injury. So, you know, it's important to just really understand where you're sitting now, you know, deal with the pain, start building that stability and, and working on those movement patterns to really start to um, to bulletproof your body. But then, yeah, work out some lifestyle things too. You know, we can work out like what it is you do for work, positions you're in regularly, yeah, footwear you're in, and work out um, what it is you need to do or can do to help make sure your lifestyle is creating that healthy pattern as well, and and making sure your body um, goes the distance and gets you through this life that we that we have as easily and as efficiently as we can but for those of you who um, would like i do offer skype consultations so feel free to follow the link in the show notes Um, i do in clinic consultations i do skype consults where i can assess your um, gait patterns if need be i can assess um, the pain you're going through and help um, with that as well However, you know, what I'd really love to help you guys with 
is like assessing those gait patterns and helping you understand, like I mentioned before, how you're moving, how you could be moving better and the tools that you need and the exercises you need to really make that happen. So if you want to um, check that out, follow the link. Otherwise, thanks again for listening in. I really hope this helps and I'll talk to you guys in the next couple of weeks. We hope you enjoyed this Wellness Couch podcast. Did you know we've launched a brand new Facebook group where you can chat about any episode you like with a tribe of like-minded people? The group is called The Wellness Couch Tribe and it's an inspirational digital meeting place to connect with like-minded wellness lovers just like you. To locate it and to come join us, simply search for The Wellness Couch Tribe wherever you enjoy Facebook. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.